Okay, Zeke, so I have a new one, and you're not going to let me live this one down. Somebody sent me samples. Samples. In the little sample two-ounce jars. Like little sample bottles. And they sent them FedEx. <laughs> yeah, I know where this is going. Right down the damn drain. This week. And, and thank you to my friend Jeff, who tried to send me samples, but they got jacked. John, why have you not told people? Just don't even send it FedEx anymore. I think it's time to move. I think it's one of those things where the universe is telling me it's time to move. I mean, what did you do to piss off your FedEx person so bad? I don't know. I'm friendly. I will give him a gift certificate somewhere if he'll just leave me alone and let me get even sample. Like, how did you go through the box and find out there were samples in there? Yeah, I didn't know how you'd hear a two-ounce sample really sloshing. You wouldn't hear anything. So they're just targeting me now. Man, so any, any any FedEx package that comes to John is most likely going to get screened. Yeah. You know, we should send a decoy to you. Like one of those things where they open it up and they get ink all over their face? Um, I was thinking more so like something that MSP would get in the mail. <laughs> Me llamo John Edwards, conmigo el Zeke Baker, y juntos hacemos que los papas beban bourbon. Donde quiera que este se la hora que se, gracias por hacernos parte de tu día. Yeah, I don't know what none of that means. I said, hello, my name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, and together we make the dad's trick of bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke. Hola. Hola. It's such a great day. It's almost like Aloha, so it's pretty close. It is almost like Aloha. But the one thing about it is like Aloha, you could say hello and goodbye with Aloha. You can't say goodbye and hello with hola. I mean, you can. You can, but you'd just be saying hello twice. I mean, say you're like me and very limited on the... uh foreign language ability, but you've traveled to those countries and you're fine just being ignorant with it. Hablo un poquito español, pero es muy mal, lo siento. Yeah, so me and my buddy uh, <laughs> went to Colombia for a couple of weeks. We land, you know, muddle through the airport, whatever, get in a taxi and it's late night, trying to get to the hostel. And he's driving, it's an older man, it's kind of raining and somebody cuts us off or does something. And here I am all excited, like, oh, we're in Colombia, I'm going to use this little bit of Spanish that I think I know. So after this other driver cuts us off. I was like, Como se llama, asshole? My buddy's in the front seat and he's just like, off. Oh. He gets this look that I've seen too many times of, why do I travel with this moron? It's Como se you You asked him, what's your name, asshole? Yeah, well, in my, my own mind, I thought I was saying to him, like, how do you call someone an asshole in Spanish? And that's what was coming out in Zeke's world. That's como se dice. Yeah. After we got a thing, he's like, way to call the driver an asshole. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, I was asking him how you say, how you call somebody an asshole because that shitty driver ahead of us. He's like, yeah, no, no. What you said was, what's your name, asshole? <laughs> and, and that's the first 20 minutes of the trip. So you can imagine where the next two weeks went. Hi, Conyo. <laughs> you were, were, were you just like the whole time like, uh, donde esta Pablo? 
No, you know Pablo Escobar. I just pointed a lot and would say cerveza or whatever drink I wanted, and you know foods and stuff. You you can you can fib it. You just did Spanglish. No, it was really just all looks and points. Looks and points. Remember at one point I, from a street vendor, I ordered a pig ear, and I guess he was trying to be nice and make sure I knew what I was getting. He looks at me, he's like, points at the food. I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> they points at it again, and I go, uh huh. He looks at me and grabs his ear and kind of pulls. And I'm like, uh-huh. And he's like, fine. I'm taking this kid's money out to hell with it. <laughs> they were they were interesting. Sometimes a little too chewy. And every now and then you got a hair or two. You got hair? Yeah. Oh. You have hair on your ears? I do. Well, pigs do too. As we get older, I'm not looking forward to having them actually sprout out of my ears. I'm wondering if you could link them into the beard somehow. You think I could? Like braid it into oh, yeah. the beard? Could be an interesting look for you. Dad's drinking bourbon with hair coming out of their ears. If you got hair off your ears long enough to braid, um, we're not doing this face-to-face anymore. Well, I mean, that's where it's going with the mustache. You're going to be able to connect that mustache to your ear hair here soon. No way. (laughs) That thing is... Dude, that thing... I'm surprised it hasn't cocooned up and sprouted into a butterfly yet. I do wonder, like, if it gets longer, does it grow slower? I feel like it does. I mean, I think the hair on my head did. When I tried to grow my hair out, like, it definitely... The longer it got, the less it seemed to, you know, progress. I don't know, but Wyatt Earp, it's time. It is one day past Cinco de Mayo. We missed it. We would have loved to have a show on Cinco de Mayo, but we are going to celebrate anyway by drinking tequila today. We have two tequilas we're going to be drinking. They're both from Espelon. One is the Espelon Bourbon Barrel Aged Anejo Tequila. The other one we are going to have is the Espelon Resurrection. That is a six-year-old aged tequila. We'll talk about these here in a second, but man, I really do like Cinco de Mayo. It's one of my favorite times. It always comes. My, my favorite is when Cinco de Mayo and Derby Day fall on the same day. Those are always like my favorite derbies. Do you get to play the um, the blind cocktail game and give somebody, is it an old-fashioned or is it a marg? Well, there are, and and we'll talk about this with some of our favorite tequila drinks. This is just a fun episode, guys. You had some questions for me. Well, you know, we we like to reminisce and think back to younger days and different times. What's your your favorite tequila memory there, John Boy? I don't remember. (laughs) Well, they told you about it, I'm sure. I plead the fifth. They always told me the next day or two. I plead the fifth. There are so many amendments to the Constitution, but I plead the fifth. One, two, three, four, fifth. I plead the fifth. Wouldn't it be pleading Cinco? No, I was doing a Chappelle show skit. Well, I know Cinco's five. I know, but I don't think he was going to plead the Cinco. He was going to plead the fifth. I was trying to stay in theme here. I, I know, but... Well, one time, two episodes in a row, I, I, I'm stuck with the cheesy joke coming out, and then you even miss it. It's even worse. Even worse, I two keep, episodes in a row, I'm the nasal one. This, this sinus shit, it's, it's got to go, man. I still am nasally. It's just awful in Tennessee right now. I feel bad for anybody who's listening to us. It's like, so, Zeke, what are your tasting notes on this? Well, so, at least I'll uh, I'll reference one of my favorite tequila memories, or lack thereof. I really tried to stay away from tequila when I was younger because I couldn't sip it. I, it was always... One tequila always was followed by two, three, four, five, and and then just no good things happened. Well, no, it's one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. Yeah, but that doesn't happen when you're my size. Maybe you should drink more other stuff. 
Well, I would just keep drinking more tequila, and it would probably take double or triple that to put me on the floor. So have I ever told you about the man shot? No. The man shot. I'm, I'm a little scared at what this is. It, it's somewhat known in pharmacy circles, especially from uh, UGA guys. Isn't that how you came up with two kids? No, no. Now, I think it's how I came into the world was tequila, but that's a different story for a different time. I don't want to embarrass the folks. <laughs> but, so, you, you get your shot of tequila. Usually, the lower the shelf, the better. You know, you really want to enjoy this thing, obviously, if you're going to prove to be a man. So, you uh, snort the salt, shoot the tequila, squirt the lime in your eye. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Try starting your night out like that. Have you done that? I've done many. <laughs> Many. <laughs> you wake up the next day and, it, and I mean, you feel like you dove face first into the ocean because the salt just never leaves. I mean, it might actually be good for my sinuses. Maybe we should try it this weekend. I mean, I've done a bear fight and things like that multiple times, but I've never snorted salt. Snort the salt, shoot the tequila, squirt the lime in the eyes. I've never heard of that before. Oh, it's a UGA original. Oh, it sounds like something you all would do down there in Georgia. I'm just saying, if you ever want to really ignite the night, that's how you get the party started. You should do that with some fireball. You really, uh, you, re- you really thin out the people that really weren't there to have a good time, too. So is that your favorite memory of, of tequila? I, I've had a good time with them. I mean, the night, if, you, if, if the man shot was involved, that night was nothing short of epic. I think the difference in going to Kentucky is we just didn't deviate too much. Like, if you go to the bars in Kentucky, we, we were all like, we want bourbon. I didn't even think of anything else. I didn't even think of drinking anything else. It was, did you get a handle of bourbon? Maybe somebody got SoCo, but it was still in a whiskey family somewhere. Now, we both know at some point you staggered up to a bar with that wonderful New Englander accent. Can I get a Jagabomb? I need a Jagerbomb. No. Two Jagerbombs. So, (laughs) no, because I I had to get rid of the accent very quickly because when I moved to Kentucky, I would do things like I'd call Papa John's. I'd be like, can I have a large cheese pizza? (laughs) Or people would ask me, like, what did you do over the weekend? I'm like, I went to the bar. They're like, where'd you go? I'm like, I went to the bar, guy. Like, kid, kid, I went to the bar. And then they're like, well, what's kid? Which that's a very Boston thing to call each other. Like, hey, kid. It was, I went to the bar, I got in my car, and then I started saying things like, I'm going to my vehicle, I'm going to the drinking establishment, and when that happened, and plus getting into radio, I knew I had to stop saying car and start saying car. Well, I'm sorry you've been oppressed this long. I have been. Free the accent. Well, let's see if this tequila op- opens up and, and, and frees you as well. So let's go over both of these tequilas. Now, Espelon tequila is named for the spur of the rooster. The particular one that is on Espelon bottles, his name is Ramon. Espelon has two different offerings that were sent to us from our friend Andy, the Campari rep. Thank you very, very much for getting these in our hands. By no means does the fact that Campari gave these to us affect our review at all we appreciate anybody sending us something and we appreciate them knowing that we are going to give an open and honest review when we do the first one was aged in bourbon barrels but it was aged in white oak casks for 10 months before and then in wild turkey barrels for two to three months after it's 100 blue agave 80 proof 40 percent abv and comes in at 34.99 
The second one that we are having today is a six-year Resurrection Anejo Espelon Tequila. It is 82 proof, 41% ABV, and it comes in at $99.99. Very interesting. So what's barrel proof for tequilas? Do you know? I don't have a clue. I have no idea. Okay. We so, don't know enough. We're dumb. Yeah, I was going to say, full, full disclosure in case anyone didn't pick that up, John nor I are overly educated on tequila and most experiences involved tequila, as previously mentioned, seem to be a, a lack of brain cells. And I think it's one of those things where we are learning that there are tequilas out there that you really sip, opposed to just shoot. And even Patron, like I feel like when you're younger, you don't sip Patron. Like taking a shot of Patron is high shelf, but nobody was sitting at the bar when I was going out having shots of tequila and saying, I'm like, hey, let me sip this Patron. I was like, oh, yeah, guess what? We're doing Patron shots because I feel like a high roller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's flashing them dollar bills. Yeah. (laughs) So these are both kind of cool. I I think having a bourbon barrel aged tequila, I'm interested to see in what I get in this. And we are doing our tasting notes on the fly on this because that's what we like to do when we're kind of going out of our element. We like to give you open and honest reaction. It's not like the whiskey where we're sitting and really, really, really taking our time and going deep, deep, deep into the tasting notes. This is kind of like, what are you getting on it? It's fun. It's first sip reactions. We all enjoy it. Are you just staring at these or are you going to drink them or have you drank them? I have been drinking them. That might be why I'm, I'm staring blindly. <laughs> <laughs> you all can't see this, but I'm watching Zeke just kind of stare. Oh, yeah. At the... I, I went full deer in the headlights. He wasn't looking at me and I'm like, dude, are you going to like give your tasting notes? Well, so what? I had another question, but I feel like it's an answer that neither you or I know. And it was simply, yes, it says it's in white oak, but is tequila also, you know, are those barrels also you know, charred or toasted in any way because the six-year expression is noticeably lighter in color than what only spent 10 months in a tequila new oak barrel and then also two to three months in a used turkey barrel. So the fact that it's, you know, a sixth of the time, but noticeably darker in color, I would just assume that those barrels aren't handled the same way a bourbon barrel is. And I don't know, we have to research this, but I do not believe there's any... It's not like bourbon where you have to do a new charred white oak barrel. I think you just need to age it in a barrel. You do bring up a good point. The bourbon finished tequila is noticeably darker. Let's start with that one, though. Coming in at 35 bucks. what do you get on that? I get a nice nutty profile to it. And I've had that before in literally, um, you know, bootleggers tequila that I got one time off the, uh, the panhandle on the peninsula there. I felt like it would do a disservice to call it tequila, especially to the sense that even if you're talking, you know, Patron and things, there's just, you know, such a, I guess, a normal tequila profile that we all have in our mind. That agave really coming through. But if you had this and you didn't know it was tequila, I don't think that would be your first guess by any means, especially not compared to Cuervo or Salsa or any other uh, cheap dumps. No, totally agree with you. What do you get on the taste? I get a nice nutty almondy type profile. Uh, that's on the front side of things. It's nice easy pour. It's not thick or you know doesn't hold too too much, and not as much of a, a salt or a bite on the back end. I would assume that, especially being a young product, the, the you know the few months there in the turkey barrel really kind of tamed it or imparted more of a a, a bourbony softness to it. 
just a very simply smooth, I get a, just light almonds is the best description I have for it. It's kind of funny because I do get some bourbon notes from this, but the other funny thing is that if you have it next to the X, that bourbon barrel one, you go, yeah, this is young. It does have a youthful part on the nose, but the main two things on the nose for me were young and fruity. It was refreshing like a breakfast smoothie with the fruit on the nose, feeling like you'll get a kick like an energy drink is what I, I kind of got when I was nosing it. I'm like, ah, this thing's like a perk me up. I got some wood on the nose. A little bit of that wood came through. The taste, I agree with you. I just said goes down easy, fruity caramel vanilla. The finish, I just got chocolate. Chocolate really came through for me in the finish. It was like that dry, dark chocolate. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I picked up some bourbonish notes on the nose, but palate-wise, like I say, it didn't really come all the way through. Maybe if it left in the barrel longer, they may have picked up more of it. Oh, man. I could see them doing a premium one, though. If you let it sit in the bourbon barrel for a year or two, I could really see it being interesting. Yeah, that'd be an interesting mix to see for sure. What about the Espelon Resurrection? Have you had that one yet? We have been talking way too much. Is that what we have? Yeah, that's the other one to the right. Oh, let's hit X. I didn't... Yeah, it says X on it, but it's the X for Resurrection. Or DMX, whichever one you want. Stop. Drop. There you go. No, I've actually been enjoying this uh, Resurrection for a while now while you talked. It was a great mixture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a ton of notes on these just because I don't get the multi-directional flavors in tequila that I really do from a bourbon, but that's not to say I don't enjoy it. And I definitely enjoy the resurrection a lot. My, my simple note was it was better, but a little bit saltier. But to me, the, the profile is much more in line with what I would think of in good tequila. Whereas the, the bourbon finished one, like I say it was almondy and kind of had a nutty profile to it. That was nice, but it's just not what I would look for in a tequila I guess it's just one of those things where, to me, if you get a, you know, a, an itch or a hankering to have something, you, you have a profile in mind. So if I had that in my mind and I grabbed that and went for a pour of it or mixed it, which we can discuss, I don't think that's going to hit the spots. Yeah, so I got a little smoke on the nose, maybe some maple and baking spices. It noses a lot older than the bourbon barrel finish. You can tell it's just noticeable when you... you sniff both of them which one has the age sophisticated and a little more refined the taste was vanilla and chocolate swirled ice cream for me mixed together a little spice kick makes my mouth tingle typical tequila notes like fruit but maybe a little spicy tabasco in there it was fruity in the front on the finish but woody and dry in the back the, the finish kind of split up on me. Definitely much more dry. Yeah. I, I get that for sure. But I, I think that's that's typical to tequila to me most times. Yeah. I mean, this one is going to be pretty standard. However, just at the price for this one being 100 and for the other one, you know, for the bourbon barrel one being 35 I'm probably a buy on the bourbon barrel and a bar on the X. I, I think when we're at 100 I think we were a little spoiled earlier this year when we tried that Compa Veda, and that was something that I think I would gravitate to if I'm going to spend three bills on something for tequila to have. Mm -hmm. I really gravitated towards that darker, 
creamier sipping tequila more than this lighter Espelade Resurrection. And not saying it was bad. I would enjoy it at a bar and I, I would enjoy sipping it. Mm-hmm. I think $100 for that and not having it be thicker. I think my biggest issue with, with this is that it was a little thin just with the color and the taste. I think for $99.99, I would want something that made me feel like I had a little more oomph. But again, that is us coming at it from a bourbon drinker's perspective drinking tequila. One, two, I mean, at least for me, and I, when I look at tequila, and granted, I do enjoy mezcal neat from time to time. But also, I mean, I'm just th- thinking of tequila strictly, it, it's usually a margarita mix. Now, granted, I will say I like the, the flavors that are here because, at least for me, if I'm fixing a margarita, I, I don't want mixes in there, really. I like a little bit of triple sec, a little bit of grenadine. In your margarita, you put grenadine? Isn't that the red syrup stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Margaritas are supposed to be like green. You only put a grenadine in a tequila sunrise. I'm just telling you how I make my stuff, buds. Do you guys down in Georgia need to put red in everything? Is that what it is? Redneck? Red, 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 red. I, I knew you'd go there. I'd tee that up for you. <laughs> well, well how, do you, how do you mix a, uh, a margarita, Senor Eduardo's? So, dos ounces of tequila, one ounce of lime juice, a half an ounce of triple sack, and I salt the rim. That's well, it. Lime's the other thing I put in there. But the other easy thing is with margarita mix. I mean, that's how I would make it when I used to be a bartender. Nowadays, it's like you could go buy margarita mix. It's like you put the margarita mix in there, you put the the tequila in there, you shake it up or stir it a little bit, and then you salt the rim. Well, see, to me, the upside on using better tequila is not having to use a mixer is you eliminate the heartburn side of it and or all the unwanted carbs. You know, yeah. folks are trying to stay fitter these days. But I think it's interesting, and, and the folks over at Espelon, one of the things they recommend is a tequila old-fashioned. So it would be two ounces of Espelon tequila, one ounce of simple syrup, dashes of bitters, and an orange zest. Now, with that bourbon barrel Espelon, I'd be interested in trying that with that recipe. I definitely like the thought of the orange zest in there. I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but mentally I can see that complementing it very, very well. And I mean, there's all sorts of things you could do. A tequila sunrise, where it's essentially just tequila OJ and grenadine, or a tequila Manhattan, where it's tequila, sweet vermouth, and dashes of bitters. There's a tremendous, vast universe for us to explore. Indeed. But where do you fall on these, between the two? I'm in, in line with you as well. At 100 bucks on a tequila, I've got some mezcals that are close to that range, but that's more of the profile that I really enjoy, especially as a neat sipper. I have trouble stomaching uh, anything that costs 100 bucks going in as a mixer, regardless of how light the mix is. And just in a simple uh, you know, ratio perspective, three of the bourbon finished one versus one of the other, I'm going to take the three bottles all day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> volume wins. I don't think <laughs> the, the quality was that far off between these two. When you're looking at something that you're going to mix and there's citrus in there and there's the youth and the other notes. It's like, well, that might actually enhance the cocktail rather than take away from it. Same here. And then, you know, if you do have the folks, you know, come over for a party and they're the fans of the the other style of margarita where there is heavy mix, light tequila and all kinds of their frou-frou stuff. At least they didn't just dump your, uh, your $100 bottle into the mix. Exactly. So there's another fun thing in closing this out that we are going to do today. And I always hate when you know the answers and I don't. I don't know the answers yet. 
Well, you haven't looked at them, but you have them. You are the keeper of the answers. I don't know. Well, John, the key here and the point you're not bringing up is the fact of when samples get mailed to old Zeke, they actually get delivered. Samples come to John, boy, they get dumped down the drain. They used to get, no, they didn't get, I hope somebody's at well, least enjoying Well, not your drain, but. I hope they're at least enjoying them if they're going to open my boxes. But our friend Mike Schwartz, we are in a group with him, the Bourbon Cartel which is an extremely fun bourbon group that we are a part of and lucky to be a part of and get barrel picks and try to donate to charity as much as we can, all that other fun stuff. But Mike Schwartz is a member of this group, and he sent us two samples. We are 100% blind. We have no idea what's in these. We've been sipping on it a little bit before we wrote down notes. Zeke has the answers in an email that he has not opened. Now, he showed me this email as well so that I can see it is still marked as unread. Now, he could have gone in and looked at it and then marked it as unread, but I don't think Zeke's that smart. Anybody who knows anything about anything, he can't even post an Instagram story, so I don't think he knows how to mark something as unread. (laughs) True or false? (laughs) Cinco. (laughs) I'm playing Cinco on that one. So this first one, he sent us two. I don't think either of these were bourbon. I'll tell you what is missing from these two samples and was not in the box when I opened it was the uh, the shit-eating grin that I'm sure he's got over us tasting these things because I'm dumbfounded. Well, the first one when I had it, I just go, Zeke, this isn't a bourbon. And then we're sitting there and we normally don't talk during our blind tasting because we really want to be able to surprise each other with notes Half of the reason we do outrageous notes is I just want to see what I can get Zeke to laugh at. And he he does the same with me. But it varies. The first one, I can't tell if it's a tequila or a rum. Like, I have characteristics of both in there. I just wrote for my nose, I said, this is not a bourbon. It's sweet and fruity. Maybe a rum. Maybe tequila. It has characteristics of both. (laughs) The taste, I said... F.U. Zeke, but I get coffee, toasted wood, vanilla, caramel, chocolate, but not in a sweet way. So the vanilla, caramel, and chocolate are there, but it wasn't like sweet. It I, I got the flavor, but it, it wasn't a sweet flavor, if that even makes sense. I also get dried toasted wood and dry toasted wood on the finish. That first one... I know Zeke always makes fun of me when I get coffee as a note because he loves to try to give me shit, but F you, I get coffee. Hey, I mean, if you drink it daily, it makes sense. Yeah. It sticks to the tongue. It does, I guess. (laughs) My notes here, and these are very random, and as John said, I think when we discussed these as we were tasting them, neither one of us really helped the other one by any means. If anything, we were more confused than we were to begin with, which was already in left field. My nose for the first one, finished something. Maybe a corn sweetness behind the finished that came off. Um, By finished something, I mean some red wine, something Oloroso, Sherry, Brandy, Madeira, something. I don't know. It was just, that's all I could get. Uh, Literally no effing clue. And then behind that, I picked up just... Faint hints of sugars, and I literally do not know what. Palette-wise, it had a burn to it. It was thin. Smaller sips 
lessened the roughness is what I put down. And then I kind of got a, a linger type notice of um, a banana runt and on the lines of maybe it being a rum possibly. I guess you could think about a coconut hull. I haven't ever chewed one, but or the shell or whatever you call it. I have an idea of what I think it would probably taste like. And then I guess this is about where I, uh, I line up with for that one. On the second one, there was some similarity maybe. I thought it was a toasted coconut. Palette-wise, it was a little bit better here. I've got down vanilla and crumb pie crust. You know, like little small crumbs like a lemon meringue or something? Yeah. I actually picked that up pretty solid, I thought. Then I got a little bit of a lime-type flavor in there. I wouldn't say citrus because it wasn't an orange zest. It wasn't lemon. It, it was definitely a, a lime profile. Beyond that, I really didn't pick up too much else. That's just kind of all that came off to me. Again, not a ton of notes, but any flavor burst or pronunciations I got just didn't fall in ways I could describe. I didn't do my second, but the second one I also said, I don't think this is bourbon either. Sweet citrus fruit, but not in a young way on the nose. The taste, I said, it is creamy as F. Fruit, a little bit of char, caramel, and toffee. Finish, I said, it lingers nicely. Damn good. Wow. One thing that I thought was funny, it kind of reminded me of sipping tequila, but while while you were giving your tasting notes, somebody just PayPal'd me money, and I have no idea who they are and why they did. Oh, wow. Was it a large sum? No. But I feel like I need to return it. Maybe they owed you money. I don't think so. I don't know. Do you have any idea? I mean, I kind of feel like some of these could be Foursquare. But I, I don't know. I, I laughed at the notion, and, and honestly, we're not fibbing in any way that one or two of these could be tequilas. And what are the odds that we actually decided to drink them while doing a tequila show? It would be crazy to have all tequila just... By oh, dumb luck. Almost as crazy as somebody sending you money on a whim. I know. <laughs> Sorry, before we get into what they are, which one do you like better? I think I like two better for sure. I like two better. That's easy. Okay, let's do the big reveal. Are we going to look dumb? Because you're laughing. <laughs> somebody is. I don't know who the us or other people. Sample one is the Katakin Creek store pick from Schneider's of Capitol Hill. And that's a rye. That's a rye that is a very off-profile rye. So that makes sense. Says they do good picks. Probably have six six different four roses picks in. It says the cat. I can't even say that word. Katakin. Man, I mean, somebody should pick a better name for a label that people could say. Just call it Cat Creek. Katakin has been around a while here in VA. We know Carruthers did a pick of, of Cat Creek that was really good. Sample two is the... Epoch Rye? It's spelled with an O instead of Epic. Epic Rye? I'm sure you say Epic, but it's E-P-O-C-H. Epic. Yeah. yeah. I was just putting the O in there. Out of Baltimore. It is a young rye, but I think it has some promise. So these were two ryes. They were two ryes that did not taste rye at and all. And we are two guys that just completely whiffed. He should have sent us a third sample so we could just completely strike out. Uh, I, <laughs> I am okay with that because... You know, that's why you rethink how you drink, and that's why you sit things blind, and it kind of surprised me a lot. I feel happy that I got better notes than you did. I think I'm going with the tequila over both of these. I, I kind of like that. That epic tastes like a sipping tequila to me. Yeah, I mean, it 
None of them were spicy. I wonder what the proofs are. Got to be a low rye mash because there's no burn. Yeah. Or green or spice or anything that I equate to being a rye. Well, I said sweet citrus, but not in a young way on that epic rye. But I guess it was young sweet citrus. And also to throw out there, we did taste these before we had the tequilas. So we can't even use the the scapegoat of of blaming the tequila for wrecking the palate. No, we had this before we got on and then we've been sitting on it. And then we've been sipping on the tequila as we've been going. So go figure. Crazy. It's crazy what you find out when you drink blind. And that's why I love doing it. Man. All of you, please sip things blind. Figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you want more of, what you want less of. While you do that, you can also listen to us on your favorite podcast app, which I'm sure you already are. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews for everything that we have coming in in a liquid form. Zeke, they can also find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Join our Facebook group. It is Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Answer a couple questions and come in. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Twisting away again in Margaritaville. <laughs> Hope everyone had a safe and happy Cinco de Mayo. Hope you all enjoyed the Derby. Hope you had a good weekend. I hope you did too. And here's a reminder, we have an open door policy here at Dad's Drink of Bourbon. You can find us down here in good old... Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. We don't want your money. We want you to let us know when you come here and we will share a pour with you if the schedule with the kids allows for it. Cheers. Ciao.